The opinions expressed in this episode are those of the individual hosts and guests respectfully and does not reflect the views of Letters to Media. Hello everyone, I'm Mark. And I'm Nick. Welcome back to Letters okay. to Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the prison system as part of our Law & Order series that we kicked off. We kicked off recently. And today we are joined by a special guest, Cam. Welcome, Cam. Hey. Cam is a, a deputy sheriff that works at a state prison. County prison. I'm not really sure of the difference, but... Cam will explain it to us later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Cam will explain it to us. So how how did you get started? Well, when did you get interested in joining the the sheriff's office? Um, I, I always wanted to get into law enforcement since I was a, a little kid. Um, but I honestly, I did it for shits and giggles at first, and um. But I specifically chose county because I've seen more minorities on that department than um, any department I've seen in Illinois. But uh, shit, I was, I'm still surprised they hired me. Why? Um, Because I did it for shits and giggles. So you kind of had an interest in it from a young age, but you just, when you became an adult, you put yourself out there just to see what would happen and it ended up, you know, it, it, ended, it ended up happening. Um, I want to do other stuff. Uh, my mom's kind of talked me out of being it for a while. And then um, once I seen my boy doing it, he's been doing it for a few years. I was like, shit, maybe I can give it a try and see what happens. And here I am. I don't I have no regrets. It uh, opened my eyes to a completely different world. Mm. And I, I think that's kind of what my question um, was leading to. What is it about law enforcement and then the prison system in general that you know most people don't know not know about or understand that you think that they should. It's a really tough job. We deal with a lot of messed up situations, and um, we deal with a lot of just insane people. I especially me and well, people who work my division in particular. I work Division Eight RTUT, which is a uh, the infirmary slash psych ward. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot, I see the worst of the worst. And um, uh, unfortunately, a lot of them really actually don't have mental illnesses. They just play crazy. Oh, is that, why do you think that is? Do you think that that's like a survival method or? Yes and no. They do it. A lot of people from Supermax tend to do it. So they won't have to be around people as crazy or crazier than them. So it's like they get a vacation. Okay. So and they tend. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> they tend to pick with the, the people who have mental illness. The people that are. The general population. They tend to pick with pick on um, really people who have mental illness. Yeah. I, I, I thought I always thought that it was kind of like 
having a mental illness or usually those people are left alone. I know in, in I guess in outside of the prison system or on outside of that, uh, generally speaking, people who have mental illnesses are stigmatized in, in, in our society and are typically avoided essentially, but it sounds like in prison they are more vulnerable. Are they not because, separated? Yeah. So because you got you have the people who they they supposed to be, which they for the most part we do a pretty good job of separating them. Mm-hmm. But because we got these people who fake it, we have no choice but to put them. Oh. With, I mean, we can't really, you know, we can't really say like, oh, you you're lying. It's uh, hard for you to ask for, for people to ascertain whether or not they actually have a mental illness or not, even with professional professionals in yeah wow yeah because you can't you can't really um they the from what i learned the criminal justice system is really messed up mm. but inmates also know how to work the system for their own yeah. uh good i think that that speaks to you know human innovation you know whenever you're in a you're facing a, a difficult situation you always kind of find ways to um, navigate the system and do so in a way that can benefit you in, in some ways or another kind of like just like acts of resistance um, do you do you typically see a lot of racial bias in this particular system of course well actually um no 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 um I actually don't um, but there are there are a ton. So the main people who go to jail are you know, um, uh, black people and um, Latinos and Hispanics. Mm-hmm. I rarely get I rarely get white people. I rarely get Africans, Jamaicans, and people Middle Easterns and people like like that. Um, and they get the same treatment. Um, charges. Uh, time is all the same. Um, I mean, majority of the time, if I get somebody who's not black or Hispanic, um, they pretty much kill somebody. Oh, wow. Yes, uh, they so they get a lot of the same charges. No bonds. Uh, if, you, if they do get a bond, it's extremely high. I think the highest bond I ever seen was uh, I think two hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. So during your time um, working at the prison, have you come across a person who just did not belong there? For the last week, I've been trying to get this twenty-one-year-old out of jail. Um, he he hit somebody. Um, he killed him. Um, he's been charged with seven counts. Uh, most of them are all traffic. I mean, all of them are traffic violations and um, with a aggravated DUI and a reckless homicide. But he could have been out maybe a week ago or a week and a half ago if they didn't screw his um paperwork up. They sent some of his. They sent two charges to one court. And they sent the rest of the charges to another court and that kind of screwed him getting up, getting out on time. So he's been crying every day. I done pulled him out, talked to him, 
uh, I've been trying to, I've been trying to get them out. Are mess ups like that like frequent? Does that happen a lot? Um, it actually does, but it's nothing on the county's end. It's uh, it's just the court systems, it's the clerks. You know, uh, people don't do their job, but it's it's nothing on the county end. So it's like the system like sounds. Is it really overwhelmed? It is. I mean, it's a uh, it's almost ten thousand people locked up. Ten thousand, like at mm-hmm. wow, just at, at your facility. Yeah, and that's not even uh, uh what I heard back in the day. It was like, it was like. I want to say 16, 17, that was locked up originally. Um, How long ago was this? Wow. Probably like maybe like less than 10 years ago. So it sounds like there's a downward. Um, yeah. It's trending downward. Yeah, um, especially now with COVID. We've been trying to get people out of, um, trying to get people out on the streets, um, out of the jail, especially if you got minor, minor to medium charges, you know. As long as you pretty much long as you ain't catch a body, we're gonna put you back out. Um, which is a, a good and a bad thing, you free up space in the jail. But um a lot of people wind up coming back off EM violation or bond violation. And uh, yeah, and a lot of people will come back off that because they either did a moving violation or they caught a case while they was on uh, house arrest. Wow. And then with today's climate and how people view law enforcement, like ha- has your perspective changed since you joined the force or the sheriff um, office? I like my department. Um, my department is one of the most de- strict, uh, it's one of the most strict departments in America, second biggest in America. Uh, we can beat out by LA, but it, it's, it's changed in a, it's changed slightly. Um, I often tell people that I done met a lot of good cops or, or good officers and I done met some, some real crappy ones, but people are people. It's bad doctors, lawyers, nurses. Um, but I often go by right is right and wrong is wrong. Um, I just know in certain situations um, that I wouldn't do some stuff that I see officers do on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, things could be handled a little differently, but at the same time, a lot of people don't go through the training and see the stuff we see on a regular basis. So um, I won't really know what I do in that situation unless I'm put in it because mm. shit gets scary and the adrenaline gets to pumping and you know, you want to go home at the end of the day. Right. It gets to the point where you're trying to choose life over death at that at that point. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. Say, would you say that the training that a lot of law enforcement officers go undergo at this time it's kind of I don't know creating violent behavior or that that may, where it may have not existed previously? No, I would say it's more of a uh, you get paranoid a lot. Um, I can't go anywhere and um, I have to have a booth. I have to be facing the door. Mm. Um, I've always been an observing person, but now I'm more observant. Like when I look at dudes walk by, I look at their waistline to see if they got a gun. Um, 
I, I just watch my surroundings a lot more. So you're saying, do you do you think that it it's conditioning, the training is conditioning paranoia to some degree? Then is that what you're kind of uh, a, a little a little bit, or it just has you, it just forces you to be more observant because, um, okay. I get into arguments with people about this all the time. But I'm when you're a certified peace officer, you are never off duty. I took an oath to protect um, people. So even though I'm off work, I'm not off duty. Because mm-hmm. if something happens in front of me, I have to do something about it. Yeah. But I often tell people the training that we're, we're, we're not trained to shoot to kill. It's more of a train to stop the threat. We aim for the, uh, the torso, the upper torso or the, you know, torso, um, because that's the biggest area. I mean, we can't, uh, your legs and arms are really small, you know, one slight motion and we can miss and hit the person behind you. And we don't want to, nobody want to kill an innocent person or shoot the wrong person. It's interesting though, because the torso is where a lot of your vital organs are. Yeah, but you have a, so most departments in uh, America switch to nine millimeter uh nine millimeter uh calibers um mm-hmm. you it's it's a faster bullet the velocity isn't as high as the other ones but um you have a chance of surviving um a little bit more from a nine mil if you got shot with a nine mil than another caliber um the bullet's less likely to penetrate as deep as other bullets probably would no it's it's not as likely to blow a chunk off you like 40 45s their mm-hmm. hand cannons they will they'll blow a chunk off you nine mil i don't i don't read and that people got shot like 15 20 times with nine mil and kept running wow and that's that's another thing with nine mil because the because it's it's a weaker um it's a, a little bit weaker than the other ones so sometimes people tend to we don't know if we shot you or not. I mean you it's not like a movie or video game where you know you you flinch or flail or do something just like oh we just assume we shot you so we keep shooting until you until you fall. That explains a lot now. And once you fall that's it you done stop shooting. Hmm. So we we don't shoot to kill we shoot to to stop the threat. Got it. You're just trying to, like you say, stop the threat. Um, do you, are you guys trying to de-escalate a situation um, before it, you know, it even requires you to have your guns drawn? Or do you sometimes find that more of the situations require you to come in with your guns drawn and that there's um, no way to... Um... It, it depends on the situation um, and what's going on at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, of course we. Uh, I can at least speak for my department. We are trained to de-escalate the situation. We had a lot of my last month in the academy was uh, straight de-escalation and crisis and intervention training. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am certified to talk somebody off a ledge or keep them from jumping off a ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm for the most part I personally feel like I'm pretty I give myself an 80 out of 100 I can de-escalate some stuff pretty pretty well 
Um, but it's it's hard depending on the situations, cause depending on the situation, because you just uh, if you arrive to a scene and you know all hell is already broken loose, you know what what can you really do? You see somebody's life in danger, um, so sometimes you know you you just gotta pull out your duty weapon. Yeah, this might sound like a silly question, um, so forgive me if it does. I just I, I know that the media is very bad at like portraying law enforcement, uh, at least from your perspective. But can you think of any TV shows or any movies that have actually done a pretty good job of kind of giving people the perspective of what a cop or you know law enforcement officer experiences during their you know day to day? Or <laughs> uh, I'm not even trying to be funny. Uh, Live PD. Live. Is yeah, that they record. Um, so they got like a camera crew in a car doing ride-alongs mm-hmm. with uh police officers and day day in day out uh situations, like real life situations. Okay, so that's kind of like a documentary type of series, like a new version of Cops. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, okay. I watch that all the time. Okay, so definitely none of the scripted shows though. Um, some of it. I, I don't really uh I'm keep it a buck fifty. I watch mostly anime when I'm at home. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so I don't know any other shows. No, because I, I, I watched us I've watched us, you know, like we know we people watch Law and Order. I've watched a couple episodes of Chicago PD and like the episodes are usually very intense and I'm just wondering just how I I did watch a documentary too where a police officer was saying how these shows do a terrible job of um, giving people a perspective of what cops go through because everything obviously is scripted. They rehearse, they shoot the scene, you know, so many times until they have it perfect, the chase scene perfect. And they're like, it's nothing like that. And I was just wondering if um, you felt the same way, if you may have seen anything and felt the same way. But you said that some of the scripted shows, not the scripted shows, but like Live PD, the documentary series, is somewhat accurate. Um, you know, I I, lo- I love Law and Order too, but I don't really know because I'm I'm not a detective, so I don't know what they go through. Mm-hmm. But uh, from what I've heard, it's not that that accurate because it's not that easy to find somebody within a couple of days, right? Depending on the uh, severity of the the crime, right? Do you like supporting local business? How about Black-owned local business? Or even better, a Black female-owned local business? Well, if you do, we have the perfect business for you. Black Forward Clothing, Inc., a new clothing brand owned and designed by Mercedes Scott. They have an array of affordable clothes such as t-shirts, jackets, hoodies, joggers, and even a face mask so you can fight COVID in style. They say true to their slogan, it's more than a name, it's a power movement. By pushing their brand to bring awareness to mental health and anti-hate, so support the movement by supporting the brand. You can find a link for the store in the description below. I kind of want to like go back to um, you know, talking about like the prison system itself too. 
Are there any programs um, available at your facility that, facility that are designed to help, you know, rehabilitate the prisoners and, you know, kind of like, because I, I, I kind of wonder what they're doing when they're in prison. Like, what is their day-to-day like, the prisoners, the inmates? Division six has a ton of programs. And just because you're not in that division doesn't mean you can't access the programs. Uh, I don't know all of them, but I definitely know you can go to college and get your GED there. Do they um, continue to have access to these types of programs once they're released from, from prison? Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I do know county checks up on you periodically. Okay, cool. Available, because I know people have talked about going to prison and being able to finish school or continue their education. Being able to be rehabilitated. Yeah, because I, I would, I would think that you know, if we're gonna imprison people, they should be able to learn and better themselves while they're serving time so that when they come out they're able to be contributing members of society and not have the same stigma attached to them once they release from prison uh county's not a prison it's a it's a jail well jail yeah that's It's um, it's a little different than a prison but basically you're just in custody until you get sentenced then you go to prison but i feel like for a jail to have that that's pretty good yeah i think so too What's the um? How long do people usually stay there? I mean, what's like? Does it re- does it vary from a few months to like uh, years? I've met someone and they've been in county for like twelve years. Wow! Because they it's one of those things where they know how to work the system. Because mm-hmm. eventually, um, they kind of wait stuff out to see if. Um, they wait stuff out to see if uh, there's not enough evidence so their case can get thrown out. And basically, and basically get time served instead of going to prison? Yeah, but basically. T- but 12 years is a long time to be That's sitting for, in for a decade. Sometimes um, before you get sentenced, sometimes uh, judges are somewhat lenient and they give you every day you spend in counties, you get two days worth of credits. Oh wow, that's wow. Yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna keep it above fifty. Kim Fox is a lot to blame for a lot of the crime that takes place on. The mm, not a fan of Kim Fox. She yeah, not, uh, has a soft spot for um murderers. Mm-hmm. Are you guys saying like she's just too lenient with violent offenders? That and I feel like she just don't want to. She wants that. the title. She doesn't want to do the work. Basically. basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you brought up um, since joining um, since joining the, the um, sheriff's office, you've become more aware of your surroundings. Has any other part of your life uh, been affected since? Like, oh. has had a had any greater effects on you? I won't say greater effects, but uh, something that did change in my life was dating. Dating sucks. No one likes the police. I'm often called a coon. Wow. What? I mean, well, I, 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 I've heard that being thrown at people too on Twitter, this conversation. Damn. And I, I tell people like, yo, you're like, you don't even know me like that. I'm I'm, I'm a pretty cool or dope ass dude if you got to know me, but like, um, 
like I often tell people, like, you know, you, I'm black at the end of the day. Um, uh, older, older black people love me. Younger black people hate me. Uh, white people love me. Uh, it sucks though sometimes, but uh, sometimes the old head of Timmy they appreciate me. And that that makes up for it. But uh, I feel like people should um kind of what's the word I'm looking for? At least be proud that uh someone from the black community is in a position of law enforcement. I try to make a difference. I try to give people what they got coming. I don't try to be an asshole. Um, but I try to help people. I, I didn't. I joined. I did this job to help people. Because I know I, I I can only imagine how how difficult it is to be in that position. Because a lot I think for especially this, this younger generation of people, they definitely see law enforcement as the enemy. They don't really see the gray areas. And I think that that's something that comes with age too. You kind of realize that life isn't all black and white. There's a lot of gray areas. Um, I like that you said that you do try to, you know, give people a way. You, you try not to be an asshole about things and you try to be fair and balanced or whatever. Um, I think that's definitely important. I, I do know a few black cops and a lot of black gay cops. And they've said things too, like the, some, of, some of the same things that you said, like they, they only got into this profession to... Um, help people and you know try to make a difference where they can do you find that you struggle with being able to make a huge impact when you see injustices being done like do you do you even see a lot of injustice um, being committed um, where you work or in have you have you witnessed anything like that uh, I actually haven't um, yet. I mean, I've I've only been I've been working for this department for less than a year. I haven't really seen too too much. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on all of the the Black Lives Matter protesting um, against you know um, police brutality and things like that? What are your um, thoughts on that? I think it's and I try honestly. I people ask me this all the time. Sometimes I just tell them I don't want to talk about it, but honestly, I I think it's a joke. It seems like black lives only matter when a cop kills, a white cop kills a black person. But I feel like we won't really make a difference until black people stop killing black people. No one protests gangbangers. Okay. As big as they do when a cop kills somebody. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I understand what you're saying. I know the lot. that's kind of the argument that a lot of um, people, especially conservatives and um, white supremacists, that's the argument that they use, the black on black crime. Um, especially, the, I guess, as it relates to gang violence. I mean, I don't think anyone likes gang violence. I know I don't, personally. I try to avoid it. <laughs> um, but I know that that's usually the argument that they use. And, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not in law enforcement. I just, I just do a lot of research. And I see where 
you know, crime typically does happen um, against people usually do commit crimes against people that, you know, look like them. I don't know how I, and that, that, that can be a lot of different types of crime. I know, especially violent crime. They, you typically see a lot of people killing people that, you know, look like them. So why don't you have white on white crime? Um, black on black crime like there's all of that it does exist it's a lot of white on white crime uh it's just not reported like mm-hmm. uh other ethnicities of uh, police officers they they shoot other people too but it's it, my thing is it's just always a a really really big deal when it comes I mean, to black people yeah because i mean this that's that's what the media wants to to do right. to get the black community riled up but um what's up but my, I mean, the reason I say that too is because I mean, you, I sit all day, and I listen to people talk about their cases and how they enjoy killing people and how they got X amount of bodies. The other day I sat and listened to a grown ass man tell one of his uh, cellies that he enjoys killing women and children i'm sorry yeah women and children yes kid you not wow what yes black man black person wow what in in jail i have no i don't have any issues with hispanics or latinos not even i don't have any issues with white people have issues with black people um the only thing i don't like about the hispanic and latinos if the Hispanic gangs, if when one fight, they all fight. That's the only thing I don't like. Other than that, I have no issues from them whatsoever. Only black people. I literally did my job. I wouldn't let people smoke. And they fucking told me that, oh, from black man to black man, you should let me do what I want and make the be here. Yeah, I don't like that either. Um, you're a criminal. Sorry. I just, my issue, I think, because I know with the Black Lives Matter protests, a lot of the focus was supposedly on, it has supposed to have been on unarmed Black people, especially those who weren't necessarily committing a crime. Um, so Boy. I, I definitely feel differently about, you know, actual criminals who, like the people you're talking about, who are talking about how they like to kill people women and children like that is really disturbing and those type of people definitely need to be um in jail yeah um, <laughs> I, I don't know what else is I feel like I'm, my, my feelings about prisons and jail too is very i'm still struggling with that too i mean prisons and jails they ain't nothing but uh slavery all of this, this yeah that's true um but in this one of the business biggest businesses in america but um what was I about to say? Uh it's a lot of people in jail who I feel like that aren't criminals. They they committed a um I guess you would call it a violation, but I feel like they don't deserve to be in jail. Um you know, people make mistakes. Not everybody who killed somebody is a you know, shit, shit happens. You know, somebody sister could have got been getting beat on, and the brother decided to fucking 
he got mad and killed whoever was beating on his sister. You know, shit like that. Yeah, vigilante violent. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I feel like you know, not everybody is a criminal, and some people do deserve a second chance. But I see day in and day out, I see the worst of the worst, and a lot of these people, they're not even people anymore. At a certain point in time, they become animals and monsters. They've uh, lost their humanity. Yeah, they really have. Um, which is sad and it hurts it pains me because I try to talk sense into people mm-hmm. but it's 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 a lot of people who don't know how to deal with their emotions right since you started are there things in the system that you think should be changed or can be improved upon so in 2000 and in 2023 there will be a change it's, I believe it's called a no cash fund um, I thought it was a good thing but I think it also is going to backfire I hope people know that all these laws that they're passing law enforcement wise is going to backfire um, yeah no, no foot chase policy that's um, that's going to backfire wait what's the no foot chase policy Yeah, you gotta, you gotta ask permission to do a foot pursuit so it's gonna backfire because you have somebody who has a gun and you know you're chasing them but not on foot. You're in a car but they're still running and you know people hit that fight or flight. Let's say they grab somebody and held them, hold them hostage, shoot somebody, drags them out their car, carjacks them. It's gonna backfire. It's gonna backfire because a lot of criminals are gonna be able to get away. Okay, so just they're just making it easier for criminals to be innovative and. Pe- police work is becoming more of a security um, job. You know, it's funny because that's kind of when we were we did an episode on this uh, recently, and that was one of the initial responsibilities of law enforcement or why they were created. They were created for security purposes. Um, really, it, w- it wasn't until like the early 1900s that the abil- that the, the goal was to stop crime from happening. But prior to that, it was really just protecting, protecting the interests of business owners, essentially. The, the whole defund the police crap is stupid as hell because a lot of the problems start with there's not enough fundings different departments do things to earn to make different to earn different um to earn uh money mm-hmm. through auctions and fundraisers and a whole bunch of other stuff but if you defund a police department how do you expect to get better officers who are trained to handle certain situations um or even have proper equipment to deal with certain situations um, some departments they don't have tasers. Some departments don't have OC. Um, so, but at the end of the day, I tell people like, are you gonna police yourself? Right. Are you gonna stop crime? Are you gonna intervene when somebody's shooting, somebody getting the shit beat out of them, somebody just raped somebody? Yeah, I think when it comes to defunding the police, I don't know if that's necessarily the best course of action just to completely defund the police. But I think the goal is to 
at least from what I've what I've what I've read, has been to just have police officers only focus on certain things. Do you think that there are certain things that only police officers should focus on, and that maybe mental health professionals or social workers could actually handle some of the um, things that police officers or law enforcement are currently doing now? Yeah, we we have a lot of social workers. When you, I ain't trying to be funny, but when you come to jail, um, I mean, we, I mean, how you going it's, it's kind of tough because who wants to be a social worker and involve themselves in police activity on the street? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, it's, that's, that's kind of a, a, that's tough right there. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know how to answer that one. Okay, I'm just curious because I know that that was what they were trying to focus on was, you know, maybe having, maybe, I guess, having law enforcement only focus on certain criminal acts and allowing other but, social workers or specially trained professionals to handle other uh, things and a lot of cops are trained as social work. That's actually my, well, a lot of cops are trained um, to be a social worker um, and to deal with stuff like that. Um, it's, it's just tough de- depending on the, the situation. Uh, county is, so Ron Emanuel closed a lot of it was between him and the governor. I forgot who did it, but they closed a lot of mental health facilities in Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, so now jail is pretty houses like the most mental people, uh, people of mental illness uh-huh. um, right now because there's nowhere for them to go. Um, they, they if they out on the streets, you know, they can't get their medication. Medication is expensive. Some of the guys I was talking to, the inmates, they, some of them told me that like insulin is like a thousand dollars or more. Wow. Yeah. So it's hard just getting you know, the stuff that you need. I mean, cause you know, nothing's free and a lot of people, and you know, if you have severe, if you have a severe mental illness, you know, that can impair you to work. So how can you make money? to get the stuff that you need to just to maintain yourself every day. Mm-hmm. Just survival. Yeah, so it's it's tough. Um it's 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 real tough, but I feel like CPD kind of been stepping their game up a little bit. They seem to be doing a lot better. Um I mean, sheriff's gonna be sheriff's. When if when have you ever really heard of sheriff making news? Right. I feel like the media just is just. I don't even want to get into that conversation. <laughs> Are you able to explain the difference between the sheriff's department and the CPD? Like, what's the main difference? Um. I don't know it a hundred percent, but I do know um, sheriff's departments have a bigger jurisdiction than regular 
um, departments, um, Cook County sheriffs, you know, reign over the border or just, you know, the entire Cook County. Um, the only people over sheriffs is state and feds. Because, um, you know, state troopers, they jurisdiction reigns over the whole entire state. Um, but uh, some will say that, you know, county sheriffs has more, which is, is slightly true, have more authority than CPD. But um, for the most part, you know, regular departments and sheriffs, they work hand in hand because the sheriff's departments does evictions and um, warrants and stuff like that, that CPD doesn't really handle too often. That's right, because the sheriff are the ones who come to like put you out if your your landlord call like calls to like have you removed or something. Yeah. Or, or they're the ones who like serve you a subpoena. Okay, mm-hmm. that that makes sense. So, do you see yourself like ever deciding to like transfer to a different department, like being put on the street or a mother facility? I, if I can't make sheriff's police or a different street unit, then yeah, I probably would leave and go to a different department. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna go to a part-time department. That way, I can still keep my pension, and uh, I want to still may have good insurance and. I'm probably going to do real estate and do a uh, part-time police. Uh, just do those too. So I really want to get into real estate. Honestly. Should we do an intro?